Previously on Game Overtime. Well, Ben, get the coffee on. It's time for us to get on with the boss's most ambitious request. Get on the ground and put your hands where I can see them now. Wait, the the FBI? Uh, what's what's going on? I said on the ground now. Ben, what's happening? What did we do? <laughs> you two are under arrest on conspiracy of committing investor fraud. Wait, I, I don't understand. If you, if you just speak to our boss... I'm afraid your boss has already fled the country. We've already seized his assets, and your names are all over it. Oh no, Ben! Are we going to prison? Mr. Spencer, turn on Channel 8. You remember that company that infringed on our Xbox trademarks? Well, they've just been raided by the FBI. Wait... What do you mean you already knew? Wait, what do you mean Microsoft have already seized their Xbox ideas? Sir, are you saying what I think you are? Good. It seems that the game company that ripped us off is being picked apart by criminal investigators. Does this mean that we can finally strike our revenge against those two who made the game about subtweeting Dracula? Indeed, brother. It is time to restore the good name of the Dracus for good. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, don't you give me that! This evidence points directly to your involvement. I, I don't understand. We just came up with the ideas. We had no idea of any of the offshore accounts or the bird sanctuary. Wait a second. Who mentioned anything about a bird sanctuary? Oh, uh... uh. I, I... I don't believe it. Why would the boss have a painting of him and Patrick? Could it be? Who sent this photo? James, uh, someone triggered the prison alarm. This can't be good. This is it. I think someone's trying to get to us the night before the trial. What do we do? I don't know. I think this time we're not going to make it. And now, the thrilling conclusion to Game Overtime. <clears throat> Well, the events of the past few months have certainly been memorable. In all my years presiding over cases, this was perhaps one of the strangest, and I certainly hope that remains the case. However, after all testimonies and evidence gathered, I'm confident in saying it's obvious that these two men have been wrongly accused of their supposed crime. Does the prosecution have anything to add? Good. In that case, I hereby declare the defendants not guilty. Case dismissed. Ben, we did it! We got acquitted! I... I didn't think I'd see the day. A story that has gripped the nation finally comes to a close today, as two employees wrongfully accused of conspiracy of committing fraud were found innocent by the High Courts. The men are just leaving the courtroom now. Mr. Jameson, Mr. Benderman, uh, now that you can finally walk away as free men, what are you going to do next? Oh, I think we have a few ideas. So, um, do you actually have any idea what we're going to do next? 
Oh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, it just seemed like a good opportunity to say that. Oh. Oh, okay, fair enough then. Um, d- do you have any ideas? Um, I mean, not really. I guess, like, outside of coming up with the ideas for video games from vague prompts, I'm not really qualified to do any other form of work. Same. I mean, we we could just do that again. You mean, like, do it, like, go into business for ourselves? Well, we do have that compensation money from the case. I mean, that's true. And, you know, now that I think about it, I did enjoy spending an hour every week coming up with an idea with maybe 30 minutes set aside for general chit-chat. Yeah, me too. Now I think about it, we never did finish that idea that the boss gave us nearly a year ago. Um, do you still have it on you? Now that you mention it... Uh, dear the boys, I, I come with great news. I've secured a deal with the biggest name in games publishing. I believe that this is the project that is going to put our company on the map. They want us to take over the development duties of, our ne- of their next big hit. However, this project has been in the works for some time and they've yet to find the right execution for a groundbreaking prompt. Solve this conundrum and I believe our luck will turn around. Well, well Ben, what's the prompt? Uh... Ben, what's the prompt? Hello and welcome to Game Overtime. I'm James. And I'm Ben. And this week we have been tasked with creating a game without graphics. Um, Ben, I'm going to pretend that people maybe don't remember what Game Overtime is. And I wouldn't blame them because it has been some time since... Well, I mean, I'd like to believe we left quite an impact on the world. I would say so too. Considering what's happened over the past couple of months, I think that it would be quite hard to not know what Game Overtime was, considering it was, you know in the news and all that sort of mm. stuff but uh, you know let's not i'd rather kind of put that behind me but yeah but, but just so, just in case so just in case simple concept, you've been li- living on a rock under a rock you know yeah let's say that you've been living at the bottom of the sea in a russian submarine and you've just come back home and you want to listen to some new podcasts and you see this one called game overtime and you go what's it about what it's about is I'm James, and that's Ben, and what we do is, every now and again, we are given a strange prompt for a video game, and over the course of about 90 minutes, we basically come up with as many sellable concepts for it as possible. Now, some of the games that we've previously done is a, a game for birds, uh, it's one that... Uh, well, are- a, game, a game about, and for, and by birds yeah we pretty much it covered every sort of aspect that you could possibly be about birds and that sort of led into doing ones about games built around the letter x a game that could defeat a vampire a game for was it a game for plumbers or uh a game about plumbers it was a game about plumbers we yeah. really wanted to tap into that market yeah that like very unsaturated explored. plumber market which has since gone untouched so we we then we then followed up with a uh, killing sonic the hedgehog uh yep an episode where we had to be the treasure that's um, yeah that that's true where you were a treasure who was trying to entice people to come in and you know steal you so we kind of run the gamut of different ideas on game overtime and obviously this episode i think is well i mean i I think we've got quite a decent concept here in regards to a game that doesn't have graphics but i mean i mean where do you even start with that i mean i know we're okay well let's let's start with this define graphic 
Mm. Define graphics. Okay, well, I guess anything graphical is anything mm. that. <sighs> okay, so we're, are we? So we're not saying like Zork, you know, text-based game. No, I think or, I think this yeah, is. So this yeah. game can be played without a monitor. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, mm. and I think like even because somebody will say, "Well, if I don't have a monitor, like, could I use my phone or whatever?" No, no, no. No no visual output at all of this game. You just need speakers and a controller. Well, I think we could... I mean, does audio have to be the main output for this? No, we could have HD... You know the Switch? It's got HD yes. rumble. Ooh, see? There could we, go. we Or, you know what? What? We could even have like our own controller. That's what I'm with, thinking here. Which with like 4K rumble. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Like real... Yeah. High- we we could be like the IMAX of Rumble. That's, yeah, because like yeah. you could, you could feel everything in that controller. I'm thinking like because the HD Rumble, like you know, they're showing the ice cubes moving backwards and forwards and saying, "Hey, you can feel how many there are." This one, you could feel like an entire ocean rocking backwards and forwards. Feel all the little boats on it. All the the little, little fish. All the fish. Oh, yeah. Whales. You could feel anything from the size of a whale all the way down to the size of a of a minnow. All in this massive... Con- I mean, how big would the controller have to be? Um, I'm thinking if we're doing oceans, it would probably... Bodysuit. You're thinking, ooh, okay. So Well, like- okay. Well, we don't... Maybe... We could have like different tiers. We can have. We could start off. You can have like a standard controller, Which maybe is like a Wiimote nunchuck type thing. It's just a yeah, glove. Pretty, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, but like, the more you're willing to pay, uh, the the bigger you can go. I'm thinking. And yeah. eventually, you get full body, just I, suit. I think yeah, and we could have like you could a buy in option. Like if you just wanted to give it a quick try, you could buy a glove. Then if you're thinking. I, I, I want to feel a little bit more. You could have a bit of fabric that then goes up to your elbow, so like a kind of a glove length yeah. one. Then whole arm, then maybe two arms, and then eventually your entire body is covered mm. in these sensory outputs. Like I don't know. Well, yeah, we need a we uh, need a good name for this technology. What okay. We- well, hmm. The 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 uh, hmm. The the sense suits. The sensuit. The sensuit. Mm. The, the sense. Mm. Doesn't quite roll off mm. the sound of the sensuit. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the. The. Ooh. The touch sedo. Touch. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. But then people that have only a glove are going. Well, I guess we can name each one differently. Yeah. You well, maybe have, have like a brand name. You could have the grabber glove because it's got the gloves. Um, you could have the. Um, the. Mm. I, we, I think what... we need. I think we need something like a a brand name that's cute, fun to say, like Wibble Wobble or something. Okay. Like the the gy the the. I think, you know. I think I think you've already said it. I think Wibble Wobble is the way to go. Okay. The the Wobble. The Wobble. Okay. How so you... you get you get your Wobble. You you can go for the Wobble Tuxedo, the Wobble Grab Glove, the Wobble. <laughs> The wobble uh, leg thingies, uh, uh, the touchy trousers, yeah, yeah, the the wobble touchy trousers, but like wobble's like the brand name, and you know it's all under the line of wobble products. The squeezy shoes for your feet. So how about yeah? So okay, we're introducing wobble technology. I'm that's what I'm thinking as well. And the best thing about if you're wearing this suit all day every day, 
is that like with most people, like the smallest kind of game that you can sort of fit into your daily yeah. life would be like an iPhone game, you know, a bit of Tetris here and mm-hmm. there. With well, this, you could be like in a meeting and nobody would know that you're playing like Skyrim wearing this suit. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe they would know a little. I mean, I d- we haven't really covered inputs, have we? Yeah, we haven't. Which I, I mean, I, I, okay, but that, that's fine. We can. I, we can... I, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest one thing though. Okay, um, what's, what's the suggestion? I think for the the tuxedo. Okay, uh, the tuxedo. Or well, maybe this won't be the tuxedo. Maybe the tuxedo is just full body, not your head. I want one where you wear it on your head, and it's all over your body. And that. to fully immerse yourself, your your eyes are covered. Oh, okay. and like you kind of you kind of picture it in your mind. Okay, like you've got the world of but you can't picture Skyrim. it in your eyes, obviously. No, but, but you can picture it in your mind. Okay, like a like a totally sensory deprivation yeah. suit. Yeah, like ulti- you know how you watch someone play VR and they're just they they're out of it. I want that, but they're looking at nothing. And I think this suit as well, you want people to know that like you don't want to disturb them if they're in the middle of playing a game because otherwise it's like, you know, if you, you tap somebody on the shoulder, they're going to say, okay, well, they're going to say, was that the tuxedo or was that somebody else? Like, you know, you're going to break, that'd be good. you'd break immersion. So yeah, I think this suit should be like bright green or something. Like if you, hmm. if you looked at somebody wearing this, you'd go, oh, they're enjoying they're enjoying the latest Doom game, wearing the tuxedo. I'm not going to get involved in that. Yeah, or well, because we're bright green, then you can also we might have problems if someone wants to like show show off our product on the green screen. Oh and, like, yeah, if but... we're think if we're thinking about like advertising opportunities, having it be green may lower that drastically. I see the problem that you might. We have. we don't want to we don't want to mess with the chroma keys. That's a fair point. What if we put big question marks on it? Do you think mm. that would stop the chroma key from happening? Uh, can we can we just put like a like labels all over it saying please do not chroma key this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the technology is advanced enough so that even if it's green, if it has something on it that says please do not chroma key this, the thing just, is technology will avoid may, it. Technology may advance, but manners never do. People will look mm. at that and they'll say, "No, I'm not. I'm I'm going to agree with you. If the piece of paper tells me not to do it, I'm not going to do it." So yeah. I totally agree with you. That's a good thing. Right. So we figured out kind of what to do with the suit in regards to feedback to you. But what kind of games would make sense with this suit in regards to like, how are you going to play them? How are you going to like, how's it going to interact with you? I don't know. I... Well, okay. So right. should we, should we handle input then? Yeah. Let's talk about input. How are we, um, we going to go for standard inputs like controllers and stuff? Mm, or do... I, I think that's going to ruin the immersion. You reckon? I think, Okay, so like you know sign language. Yes. What if what if we had like a little book okay. that came with it and you could learn not not actual sign language, but like a form of sign language uh, that you... would input different things. Okay. Or maybe depending on the game, there are different inputs. Ooh, okay. So like you, you buy you buy a, a rhythm game and you gotta click your finger over and over. Oh that's good. To like yeah. Oh, so you're like, so that'd be like a jazz game where you'll play as a guy mm. in a jazz club, but your role is clicking your fingers together to make to keep the rhythm of what's happening. You know the rhythm of what's happening because it shakes through your body like it's coming out of a uh, like a big speaker system, which wouldn't make yeah. too much sense for a jazz club. But 
I don't know. I think for the, the amount of feedback that we're getting here, I think that wouldn't be such a bad idea. Uh, and we could have, obviously, for some, you could, if you if you wanted to upgrade your suit, you could have speakers on it. Oh yeah, sure. I, th- um, I think audio should be. That'll a be. That'll be. An, yeah. Yeah. That's the that that's part of the um, Tuxedo Deluxe. I think mm-hmm. that would come with the, tu- uh, the Tuxedo Sound. Oh yeah, the Tuxedo Sound. That's what. You, that that's what we release uh, two years into the Tuxedo's lifespan. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll make it smaller and we'll make it white, rather than making it bulky and silver, which will be the initial version. And it'll also be able to play Game Boy Advance games. Yes, um, but we will take that functionality out of it with the Tuxedo Eye, but we will add yeah. cameras. I don't know what mm-hmm. the cameras are going to do, <laughs> but... You could take... Well, it's like... They could be like selfies. Yeah, you take selfies, you could... but you can't look at them. You get the feel... <laughs> you take, like, physical self. You take, like, spatial selfies? So, like, if you mm. saw, like, a really... If you felt a really nice table and you were like, oh, I want to remember how this feels for a long time you could do that and then like mm. when you're thinking oh yeah what did that table feel like you can just run it over and go like oh yeah that was good like you go to bath for the weekend and you go oh look at all these limestone buildings i wonder how they feel physically on the tuxedo oh let me take a sensory snapshot of that oh yeah oh i like mm. it oh yeah now this is we we should get some patterns on this. We 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 can coin sensory snapshot. I do like that. I do too. Sensory, if, if and I... it's just it's just like a pattern. Oh yeah, exactly. like you just you can like you can print it out and it's just like a physical pattern. You can like feel it and we're like, that feels like a nice table. I'm wondering how you do that. Like, could we could we build like a printer that rather than printing with ink, it just punches like mm. actual dents and stuff into paper? Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, this isn't for us to think about. This oh, no, is, no, no, no. We're, we're, we'll send this off to the publishers and they'll figure that out. I mean, at the end of the day, they're only just coming to... Well, they're paying us for ideas, not for solutions. Yeah. They, they just want questions, not answers. They want mm-hmm. they want ideas, not solutions. So that's what we're here, yeah. that's what we're here to come up with, you know? Um. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, different inputs. So, yeah, so I think regular console controllers and keyboard and mice, that's off the table. That's a bit mm. too... Well, we can have, like, obviously if someone's got some issues they can just like we can have like controllers that you cost a, a lot extra sure but you know for people that need them well i mean if we... they've got the cash then we're willing to serve them oh yeah absolutely. we don't want to lose out on potential customers we could sell we could sell an xbox 360 controller or like a sega mega drive controller with it depending i'll just like paint over it yeah exactly we well we make them thicker which makes them mm. gives you more sensory feedback on them yeah we could have buttons the size of like fruit pastels so people know oh, where that's they're pressing. Good. yeah that's what and they actually feel like fruit pastels as well like they got like a layer of sugar on them to give them a bit more grit yeah mm. and you could like even maybe bite them uh, but then you'd have to buy new ones yeah no obviously i mean biting that's going to be like late game stuff like when you get mm. to you know the end of like a final fantasy style rpg and you get to a boss who the only way that you can physically make damage on him is by eating this control yeah he's just he's he's just a big like uh jelly monster yeah and he, he, it turns out he gets inside your controller and you're like oh no to beat him i actually have to eat my controller whole see this was the sort of thing i think hideo kojima wanted to do in metal gear solid one but he didn't have i don't think he had the tech he didn't have the tech he went to sony and he said i want to eat this controller and they probably said so i'm sorry hideo but that ain't gonna happen so, I think they. I think the player would die. <laughs> but 
But maybe with Death Stranding. Maybe with this. Maybe this is the plan with Death Stranding. Is that because there's quite a lot of black goop in that game? What yeah. if it's actually just licorice? Ah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I still don't want to eat it. No, though. I was going to say that's probably going to that's going to split. The I think that's place. put me off more. Oh wow! Oh no! <laughs> like I, I I I see the black goof and I'm like, you know, I don't want to eat that, but at least I don't know what it tastes like yet. At least I I, I see yeah. at least I see licorice. I'm like, no, Ooh. I'm not going to touch that. I mean, you know what licorice tastes like, but you don't know what the black yeah. goop in uh, Death Stranding tastes like. Yeah, maybe it's actually really good. What if that's the twist at the end of Death Stranding? Is that it doesn't taste like licorice? But it does taste like Marmite. Hmm. I think that would be a contra. I think you remember when he was saying in Metal Gear Solid Five that he wanted people to be ashamed of their words and deeds once they found. Oh out yeah. Why they once they found out why Quiet couldn't wear any clothes. I think that yeah. that I think he wants the same moment to happen in Death Stranding when you can find out what the black goop tastes like. I think this is quite a good tangent because mm. we've talked quite a lot about. Uh, feedback through being touched and poked through the tux- tuxedo. But could we make a video game where the feedback is taste? 100%. Yeah, no. Um, Obviously, like, have just different tasting parts. And also we can... It, it's it's going to cost a lot more because you, you're going to have to replace the parts. What I'm thinking, but that's, that's good for us. What I'm thinking good is, for business. how do we turn the experience of, say, like, a Metroidvania into a meal? Um, so you're like, you, hmm, maybe you are, some of, some of it's too tough to break. You've got like a, okay. a, a gobstopper okay. and it's so tough, yeah. but then eventually you get a point in the game where you get an upgrade, a part, a compartment on the, the edible controller opens up Okay. and inside is like these metal teeth things and you put them on, you equip them to your actual mouth. Okay. And you can bite into the liquor. And you can bite into that gobstopper now. I was thinking, yeah, because we could almost do it like you know, we, who needs a console? Who needs a controller for this? I'm thinking, you go into a nice restaurant and you sit down and they put all the dishes in front of you, but you haven't got any cutlery. And you see, so you say, oh, where do I start? And they go, well, you know. So you start with all the appetizers that you can eat with your fingers, and eventually, through one of the appetizers, you'll find like a knife. With the knife, mm. you're able then to break into <laughs> some of the meals that you know yeah. you can carve into. And in there, oh, I found a spoon. Right, let's go over to the desserts. Let's see what's in that. Mm. But then the desserts, there's something in there for the appetizers, like maybe like in a uh, like a garlic dip. You go, oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go back to the appetizers. Let's see what I've been missing out on. I think at this point, I think I don't think we're selling a video game, but we don't need to tell anyone that. I I don't. I don't Hey, is it a video game if it has no video? Is it just a game? Oh, it's just a game. I know, exactly. Wow. If, we're, if we're talking about a game with no graphics, are we talking about a game with no video? This, mm. I think we're, we're, we're breaking some boundaries. Wait, this is innovation. This is innovation. This is like, this is trendy, you know? We're, mm. we're proving to people that we're not just your regular old video game podcast where we sit down we bro out. We talk about what games we've been playing recently. Although in about five minutes' time, we will be doing that in the coffee break segment. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Please but... stick around for that. But we're we're thinking outside the box of what is a game? What is hmm. what what does it mean to be a video game and to experience a video game? You know, and hmm. I think this is how we do it by having a succulent seventeen course meal that you go through in the style of a Metroidvania. <laughs> I I do want to ask a question though. Um, so we, I want to, I want to go back to Kojima okay. and ask you this question, which right. is, 
we're, we're gonna we're it seems like we're developing the tech we're, yes. we're coming up with the tech idea right we'll, we'll probably come up with some games later right but who we're gonna need more people to actually develop for this i guess system absolutely um so kojima obviously he's 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 gonna see this he's gonna he's gonna want in day one obviously. we'll send him a we'll send him a dev kit and he can like come up with some garbage game that will make sense to no one except him yeah uh that people will eat off anyway uh well i mean if it is like a game where you eat stuff then they will literally oh yeah they'll they'll they will literally eat it up yeah Kate Takahashi, I think he's another good one. I think he, yeah, the guy who uh, made uh, uh, Ro- Roly Ball, yeah, yeah, that, the, that's the, what it translates to, Roly Ball. <laughs> uh, I think he'd be on board with this. I he think he loves good. this this sort of thing. I think. Uh, who else? Who else are you thinking of? Gordon Ramsay. I think he'd be on board. Oh, yeah. No, see, that's we can bridge the gap between food chefs <laughs> and. Game developers, auto like we could chefs have... and auto game developers. Exactly. <laughs> we could have, we could have a uh, what's what's the guy, uh, Jamie Jamie Oliver. We could pair. Well, let's pair up some game developers with yeah. some chefs then. So I think Jamie I think Ol- Jamie Oliver. He likes making quick food in mm. a slightly jovial world. Should you read me email? So, him yes, and Jamie Oliver would get on pretty well, I reckon. I think Gordon Ramsay, and now you're gonna probably think mm. this one's strange. Mm. Yoko Taro. No, I can see that. I I can I can see them. Getting I, I think on... it makes for a fun dynamic. I was going to say maybe Yoko Taro and um, whom? In, uh, how do you say his name? Um, uh, something uh, Blumenthal. Oh, Christ, I've, oh, I've, I've uh, certainly. Oh God, Heston, yeah, no, I... Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> yeah, that's, I certainly... that's it. He he's the one that makes all the the fancy looking stuff. Doesn't yeah, he? like uh, like yeah. a like an egg egg sandwich, ice cream, and stuff like that. Mm. Him and Yokotaro, I think you know they want to they want to make you question you know what food you're eating, but and what yeah. games you play. But I don't know what what's the what's the Ramsey thought with Yokotaro? Um, I'm gonna be honest, I I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> Yokotaro. You would be like able it's... to take the abuse pretty well because you can't okay. really see what he's feeling. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> he's always got that big smiley mask on. That's <laughs> yeah. Gordon coming in, telling him he's effing and blinding at him, and Yokotaro, he could be crying his eyes out <laughs> under that thing, and you'd never know. He yeah. takes that helmet off at the end of the day, and it's just like <laughs> emptying out a fishbowl. It's just water <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, is, uh as he has said on Twitter before, his favorite dessert is a Sainsbury's strawberry trifle. So, I mean, mm. I don't know what Gordon would think to that, but I, we, I see what you mean. We could have like an indie dev studio working with the winner of the latest MasterChef. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so you could have like the people who make Shovel Knight working with um, I don't know who did recently win MasterChef. I have no idea, but like, yeah, what you could just like pass them on, that's... like, oh, this is a. You're you're actually if you win this competition, uh, you're going to be part of uh, Yacht Club Games or uh, Nicholas or whatever. F- yeah, you got like Food Noval, like uh, Japanese French fusion stuff combined with people who make eight bit style games in Unity. We can have. Oh, so you can have like nice sushi chefs working with all the Japanese devs and. 
Because you could combine like you could combine dishes with games together. You could have so Sunlight Shovel Knight, which is it's meant to evoke the style of an old fashioned game, but with modern technology. I mean that's easy. You just do like a modern version of a prawn cocktail, a food yeah. that was famous uh, decades ago, but now judged up with a modern feel. What's the food equivalent? Or you built built with like ovens, like big modern ovens and. Mm. Modern blenders. I don't know. I get you. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You what's the food, What's the meal equivalent to Super Mario sixty four? If I went to a restaurant and I said to them, uh, "I'd like to order the Super Mario sixty four, What did, What would that look like? Oh, that's a difficult one. Maybe like white bread. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like white bread was pretty innovative. It's like they brought it out. And they're just like. Look at this. We've we've invented white bread. This is going to change everything. People, this pe- is go- this, these are going to be the building blocks for games on, on, from now on. People couldn't buy it, couldn't buy white bread in shops, so they're just going <laughs> to like upmarket like London restaurants, and it's just bon appetit, madame. There's just a plate which is with slices of white bread on it. <laughs> but like, yeah, no. Everyone uses white bread these days, just like how everyone builds like uses the, Super Mario yeah, Four when they start up a game. <laughs> That's like, a fair point. I, like, you know, the people working on Super Mario Odyssey, they they put Super Mario sixty four onto a Switch, and then they like just coloured it in differently, which and is, then maybe which, change some of the physics. Which, which again, I guess using your white bread analogy would be the making a bread sandwich essentially, yeah. with the with the middle piece of bread being like maybe rye or like a wholemeal bread or something. Yeah. Oh wow. Obviously, like, I can I can tell this is true. Because you have the 64 skin in Odyssey. That's true, yeah. Which I guess. So, like, that kind of lends credence to my uh, I, I to my theory. It, I think it does. I think this this is it's surprisingly an airtight theory. Speaking mm. of which, even though we're not technically in the office anymore, I do hear an alarm going somewhere, which I think yeah. means that we're heading. I don't. To- I think it might be a fire alarm, so I think we should leave the building. Yes, I but- think that's a good idea. We will um, let these Costa uh, coffee people lead us out and then we can have our coffee break in the uh, fire assembly hello uh this is coffee break Uh, i'm i yeah welcome to coffee break yeah um i'm Uh, ben i'm james i don't okay okay hmm well, okay. So this is this is where we break character a little, and we talk about what we're doing. Yes, I'm uh, not. I'm not actually a person called James. I merely play a person called James on Game yeah. of the Time. Although my His ra- real name is James. My real name is James, which does make it a little bit easier, you know. But... Uh, my real name is Ben. Yes. Uh, but like the char- the character name we came up with, we kind of we went into a random generator. And got those names out, and it was completely coincidence. They happened to be the same as ours. We were mostly trying to go for, like, how do we make this as natural as possible? Because that's how you lead people into the comedy. You show them, like, a mundane situation, and then you flip it. And Mm. that's where entertainment comes from. But we've already explained what Game Overtime is, and we've already explained that we did take a little bit of time off uh, recently to... A little bit. a A little bit of time. Yeah, not not too long. Not too long, but... Kind of during that time, we've ended up like sort of doing different things, and also just took a chance to sort of relax, really, and just get on top of yeah. stuff that uh, was kind of in the way. But uh, we're back, 
mm-hmm. I can't say for how long, personally. Hopefully but forever. Ho- hopefully for hopefully we may be able to make this last a little bit longer. We're gonna maybe make more of a push to kind of get yeah. us in people's ears and you know get you listening to us because I think what we got is is we got quite a pretty good podcast. I don't want to sound hmm. uh, massively desperate uh, during the coffee break segment, but. I think we'll rate be- us on iTunes. Yeah, make sure to rate us on iTunes. Um, I keep saying that. I don't know what it does, but like, I think it does push, do it. I think it does push us uh, further up towards the top of the iTunes yeah. charts. Because yeah, like, if you if you want to share the podcast anywhere, yeah. that's good. That if helps. You, and if you like this content, I mean, I don't, mm, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll mention the Patreon for a minute. I think I'll, I think I'll leave that quiet for a second. I think we can come back around to that at another time. Yeah. But what I can say is is that we're both on social media and we both yeah, relatively active, I would say, on both things. But in regards to game overtime, that's one way that you can get in contact with us in regards to say if you want to tell us, hey, that was a really great episode, guys. I was listening to it on the way to work and I chortled so loudly that the bus driver had to know what I was listening to so he could chortle along as well. Or you could say something along the yeah. lines of Hey boys, I thought that was a pretty good episode, but I don't understand why you didn't talk about this or this or this. And mm. in regards to that kind of feedback, you can easily give that to us on Twitter. I mean, I think both uh, our our well, okay, our game overtime Twitter is uh, at underscore game overtime. I, I think that's yeah. correct. Yeah, and then uh, I am at hot cider on Twitter. H O T C Y D E R. And I am at Hey It Me Ben on Twitter, which is H E Y. Oh, you you know all those words. Yeah, you know how to say Hey and it and me and Ben. So yeah, yeah. and um, I, yeah. Oh, what what do you do outside of Twitter, James? Where well, else can they follow you? Um, I'm also on YouTube. Uh, I make a series of videos under the name of Games D, and they cover stuff like. Uh, well, it's mostly covering video games, but it could be anything from kind of like uh, how something works or whether something's worth playing. Sometimes I play new stuff, sometimes I play old stuff. And it's not massively analytical. It's more kind of built for entertainment and a little bit of educational purposes as well. Uh, so you can find me on uh, YouTube under the name of Games D, which is G-A-M-E-S-D. Uh, very hard to find on YouTube, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, if if be... you type it in and it will say, uh, did, "Did you mean games?" Yes, or did uh, you... at which point you you tell you talk to YouTube and you say, "No, I didn't." Yes, I no, I was talking about games D, and then they say, "Okay, here's all these games videos in Deutsch. Uh, please enjoy." <laughs> but I'm working my way up. That's, yeah. that's not going too badly. And how about you, Ben? What what are, well, what is your thing? You can. You can. It's it's an option. Uh, you can subscribe to me on YouTube. Yes. Uh, it's Myers Codex. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it at the moment. We'll see. We'll see. There aren't. There aren't. I haven't uploaded in uh, almost two years. Yes. But maybe, just maybe, there'll be something coming. Hopefully, this year. Ooh. Maybe. Wow, I I didn't ask about. That. I didn't know if the, I I I was going to ask if anything was on the way. But oh, I'm quite excited now. I'm I'm keen to know what this is. But yeah, you can tell me another time. That's no problem at all. But 
I don't think it's just us that we want to talk about on this podcast, because as you may have heard in that introduction, there was a lot of voices that weren't ours. And I mean, I mean, oh, I yeah. did, I did push to say to Ben, you know, oh, I, I reckon I could do all these voices, but unfortunately, I, I, I'm only good at doing two particular voices: one which hmm. is my own, and uh, one which is uh, a mitosis. Oh. Um, oh, oh, yes, and oh, sorry, free. Yeah, Matthew Matosis <laughs> is another one, and uh, uh, and of course my vampire impression, as you may remember can, from the episode of Game Over Time. Can you can you do a quick Matthew Matosis? Uh, give me, uh, give me, uh, give, talk, give... Uh, talk about um, the other people who we need to thank. Well, Matthew Matosis as well. Yeah. Um, I think they'd be honoured. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the first of six YouTubers that I would like to thank for uh, the introduction that we did. Uh, if you haven't seen a YouTube video before, then uh, I would recommend to uh, pause this podcast, uh, give a listen to one of them, and then uh, come back. Uh, this will be going into some light spoilers. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, away we go. Okay, yeah, that's that's good enough. We'll, we'll just go over, <laughs> okay. go over them one by one. Okay. Um, we've got. Have you got like, the socials? Uh, like, I. Could, do you want their Twitters? I could probably. Maybe? I could probably pull up their socials. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, we. It will be in the description as well, but we'd like to thank. Yeah, actually, you know what? We won't. We won't go over everyone's socials here, but we'll just we'll have them all in the description. Yeah. Uh, so we want to thank Zach for doing the voiceover for the, uh, who is uh, yeah uh, the narration. Who is Zach Fraser, who makes videos on YouTube. He makes very good yeah. videos on YouTube, actually. He did yeah. one about uh, Magic Mike XXL, which I genuinely think is a excellent video. Even if you're it's not one a of the best, even if you're not a fan of uh, Magic Mike, I would still say mm. it's worth a look. So if you're looking for him on Twitter, it is C uh, cap- capital Z capital Z underscore F R Z R. Do you want to just like leave the ads out and just have them? It's going to take a while if we go through everyone's ads. Is the I only guess thing. So yeah. Well, they're, they're they'll, they'll be they'll be in the the podcast description. Ben, who else was in this as well? Uh, we also have uh me and James. Uh, yes. I'm just looking for a list. Okay, we've got uh Jacob or Jacob. <laughs> G? Uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Geller, yeah. who is a yeah. uh, also a YouTuber who makes a very good content as well. Uh, he did a pretty good one uh, recently called "Who Is Afraid of Modern Art." Uh, turns out I wasn't afraid of modern art, but I I thought it was a very good video uh, nonetheless. Whenever uh, I look at modern art, I do kind of get a bit scared. Um, like uh, I I turn around in the museum, see a modern art, and I like it startles me. But I'm yeah. getting over it. I I think it depends on the modern art personally. But mm. uh, yes, uh, his link will be in the uh, description below, as well as a uh, Forks who may- you may recognise on YouTube under the name Indie Bites. Who, like us, he has his own uh, podcast called Bite Club, where every mm-hmm. month him and his uh, co-host Jesse go through a different indie game, kind of in length and pretty. It's quite a detailed thing, and it's quite a good listen if. Either if it's a game that you know or a game that you don't, because it kind of covers all bases of it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, folk. Yeah. Uh, th- those two play the FBI people. Yes. Uh, and next up we have uh, Jared, who also knows The Playing Field. Yes, he and makes... Uh... He, he makes uh, good... He's, he's a level designer. 
Um, yes. And he makes videos about level design, and they're very interesting and insightful, considering he works in the field. Yes, uh, you could almost say that he is in the uh, playing field of uh, making games. So yeah. That, that actually works out pretty well. So uh, thank you, Jared, for that. Uh, Vampire 1 and 2, um, well, I'm, I'm not really quite yeah. sure who did those voices, but they... Uh, they were certainly something. Yeah, we got some real vampires in for those. Yes. Uh, but for our judge, we got... Uh, I'm going to butcher this name right now, live on air. <laughs> okay. I- I'll correct you if you get it wrong, because I'm pretty sure I know how it goes. Trioptimum? I think I think so. Okay. Uh, who does retro histories on YouTube. He covers uh, old games and kind of new stories and sort of secret histories of games and stuff like that. But he does uh, very good work. And I would heartily recommend it to anybody who's into retro games or just kind of the early history of games and stuff. So thank you very much yeah. to him for that. And um, finally, I'd like to thank my own girlfriend who did the voice of the reporter. Um you can follow them on Twitter, uh, and they do art on another Twitter, which I'll also link. Uh, so, yeah. So thank th- you. Thank you to them. Okay, and what we usually do in the coffee break is we talk about what we've been up to, uh, what we've been playing, usually. And, ben, I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, because it has been quite a few uh, weeks, months even, since the mm-hmm. last time we did a coffee break. So, I'm going to ask... What have you been playing in that time? Or, more importantly, what has come out during that gap that you've has been something that you've really enjoyed and want to talk about? Well, quite a lot. I've played um, your E3 a sizable ga- number of games. Your E3 game of the year did come out during, it did. during the gap. And, and I think it's going to be my game of the year. Oh, wow. Uh, of course, we are talking about... Uh, uh, Chibi Skiddle. Robo Ziplash. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, ben, um, what is your opinion of uh, Art Sex uh, Chibi Robo game? Uh, it was pretty bad. Oh, dang. Um, but Have you otherwise, else, yeah, uh, Sekiro came out. Oh, good. Um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It is very good. I don't. There's not much I can say about it that hasn't already been said, but it's just it's the the combat is amazing. It's good. very fun. And uh, it's like it takes Dark Souls, and it's like you can you can jump, and that's pretty cool. So what do you do in Sekiro then? Because oh, I, like, I have played Dark Souls one, but mm-hmm. I haven't played Sekiro. You go around, um, you go to the bun- uh, the sculptor's idols. Yeah, and, they, and what, uh, what's the sculptor's idol? Is that like a? Uh, uh, just it's like a bonfire. Is it like a bonfire? Okay, it's just a bonfire. Okay, uh, and you uh, you go kill enemies. You can stealth a bit. Okay. Uh, you got a sword. Oh, you only nice. got one sword. Oh, okay. Unlike Dark Souls. And you, you, the sword is very versatile. It can do a lot of stuff. That's cool. You can, like, jump on enemies' heads. That's that's fun. That's pretty neat. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's got very good sword combat. Uh, it's got pretty decent stealth. Nice. Uh, the stealth is just kind of like a, oh, if you want to kill an enemy in one shot or knock out an enemy's health bar. It, it's basically just to whittle down things. Okay. More than anything else, but, and, I ima- but uh, it sounds. I imagine it's probably got more attention given to it than, say, stealth did in Dark Souls. Oh yeah, of course. 
um self in dark souls is if you move slow enough an enemy might not notice you <laughs> if an enemy doesn't notice if you can clip against the wall well enough then you may be able to stab an enemy in the back it might be pretty good yeah uh but yeah no the stealth's stealth's pretty good um but like i was worried that going in stealth was going to be just the ultimate option yeah but considering just how fun the combat is i found myself just wanting to go for it like knock out a few of the enemies around the area with stealth and then go in finish them off and i don't uh, feel like you've mentioned the most important thing about Sekiro yet though. what what's that the grappling hook oh yeah it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good it's yeah it, uh, it's pretty good you can you can grapple to stuff it's okay. fun that's pretty good um i don't know you you can do it out of a jump it's not. It's not the most. It's not groundbreaking. It hasn't. Cha- it hasn't changed the grapple hook game, is what you're saying. No, it's changed the level design game because the level design is a lot more layered and a lot more interesting than you get in something like Dark Souls. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's the most important part about the grappling hook and really the the faster gameplay in general. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, would, I would say so. Yeah, it's yes. a very fun game. A very difficult game, mm. and I played it uh, five times. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you completed it five times? Yes. Oh, wow. Actually, did I? Oh, no, I might... No, I've completed it four times. I'm on oh, my fifth playthrough. That's still quite a lot. That's more yeah. times than I've ever completed a Dark Souls game, or mm. any kind of... Uh... Well, it's, it's the most times I've been any of the Dark Souls, and I, I do am. like the Dark Souls games, so... Um, and there's actually... Is there more than five Dark Souls games? I guess there is, because there's uh, demons, well, there's the three darks, and then there's, and there's Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yeah, so... I haven't played those two, because I don't have a PlayStation of any sort, but I will eventually. Um, if anybody out there uh, who is a representative for Sony is listening to this podcast... Uh, we would love to talk um, nice things about your new upcoming games, such as Dreams, a editor by Media Molecule, which will allow you to create the things from your own dreams, or even the upcoming Death Stranding by video game author Hideo Kojima. The world is in your tomorrow is in your hands. Uh, you can also create that in Dreams. Oh yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> so okay. you don't even need to buy Death Stranding. Okay, don't yeah, don't bother sending us Death Stranding then. Send us a PS4 with Dreams, and we will say very nice things about. We might be able to recreate some of these prompts from Game yeah. of Time and Dreams. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, just just send us Dreams, please. Yeah. Um, I just I'm gonna go quickly over like so I played a lot of games this year. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna quickly go through the ones that stand out. Okay. Um, Katamari Damacy and We Love Katamari are very good. Yes. Uh, especially We Love. Yes. They're very excellent and fun, silly games. Good. Uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2, uh, especially 2. Like them a lot. Very fun. Cool. Good. Uh, is good. Uh, Monster Hunter World. It's not the best Monster Hunter, but it's good. Uh, Sekiro good. Messenger, uh, very fun. Good. Great Ace Attorney. Translation team are very cool. I'm glad they translated that game for all of us. It's a very good one, and I'm looking forward to the sequel. Good. Uh, Katana Zero, fun good. and good story. Uh, 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 anything else? Uh, pff, Batman Arkham Asylum. It's, it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Nice it. And I'm up playing through Arkham City at the moment, and uh, up to someone forced me to. I, I've uh, I, I've been working Ben for quite a while to uh, play the Batman games because I think that they're very good. And uh, he's finished Asylum and he's on to City. I'm not sure I totally agree with some of his opinions about Asylum, but that's okay. Uh, I yeah. find myself he slowly I, as 
as he is learning to like the uh, Arkham games, he is changing my opinions on the Arkham games as well. I'm I'm starting to yeah. warm up to City quite a bit actually, which is a, a shock that that has happened. Yet here we are. Hmm. Uh, Sin and Punishment for the N64 is very good and probably the best N64 game I've ever played. Ooh. Um, and the Mega I've been playing the Mega Man Legacy Collections. Uh. Seven is good. Six is good. F- uh, four is good. Three's okay. Five is shit. Uh, well, no, five's not shit. Five is very middling. Mm. One and two are shit. You've also played the Castlevania collection, right? Yeah. Uh, and to to one, two, and three, I don't like them. No. Uh, four is very good. Yeah. Uh, Bloodlines is it's okay. Uh, Castlevania two uh, on the Game Boy is actually very good. Surprisingly, Castlevania: The Adventure on the Game Boy is the worst Castlevania mm. game I've ever played, and possibly the worst game I've ever played. Oh wow! I really hated it. You're and not... Kid Dracula is surprisingly good. Yeah, I feel Kid Dracula's alright because uh, this is like the first like actual English translation of that. Oh, did I? I uh, can't remember. The it's the first English translation of the NES version. Okay. Oh, so they the did Game pull... Boy the Game Boy version has an NES, uh, has a translation. Got you. But this never came out in the West for the NES. Oh, that's pretty good. No. Um, though, like, the the Game Boy version is apparently better, which is unfortunate. I see. It's just, you know, at least it, it, the NES version has more colour. Just as a uh, heads up, Ben, I don't know whether you know this about Kid Dracula, but he's the uh, protagonist of uh, Symphony of the Night. Yeah, um, that was canon. Yeah, uh, that is canon. When he was a... Uh, when Al Yukard was a uh, younger boy, uh, he was Kid Dracula, who used yeah. who wore suspender shorts and a big bow tie. So, personally, I don't know why you didn't keep the look going into adulthood. I think yeah. it, I think it's a fashion statement, personally. But uh, what can do, you want, do? do you want to know a fun fact? What's a fun fact? So Alucard from the Castlevania Netflix series. Yes. Uh, his child form in that series, because uh, you see him, you see him as a child. <laughs> Does he look like Kid Dracula? <laughs> you see him as a child in a flashback. They took design inspiration from Kid Dracula. Oh, that's good. He doesn't look. He definitely doesn't look like Kid Dracula. No, I'll give I, him that. But does he not look like Kid Dracula? Though? Does he not have like no. a big fat Stewie Griffin head and like cartoon <laughs> proportions? Uh, no, but he does. He does look like a. Uh, he well, he has some design aspects of. Kid Dracula, and I think that's very cool. That is very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, tell me, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Cropes. Quite a lot of games have come out. I haven't really played a lot in Venice this year. Well, I've played a bit, actually. Much like you, I played um, Katamari Damacy for the first time last year, and it's changed my life for the better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's filled me full of joy uh, yep. at a time where I think I needed it the most, and I haven't played Wheel of Katamari yet, although I You need to. It. I will at some point. I will. I need something to play it on, seems to be the thing. Ah, so. yes. I use my legitimate PS2, oh, which yes, I definitely right. have. Your your special PS2. That, yeah, that, is that I have on my computer. Yes. Oh, your your dev kit for the PS2 mm. that you can plug into your PC. Yes, that's yeah. very good. Um, so yeah, I will need to play that at some point. Um, mostly Capcom games. I played Resident Evil 2, the remake. Ah, I've been playing that. Oh, have you? Yes. What's your opinion? Uh, it's very good. It is very good, isn't it? Uh, the I... liquors are fucking terrifying, though. They are spooky. Did you ever play the original RE2? No, I didn't. I think, uh, like I said, uh, Resident Evil 2 is my first... Well, hopefully the first Resident Evil game I beat. Oh, wow. Okay. So I this played is... I played Remake 1 
as a kid, but it terrified me, so I well, couldn't keep playing. Because I was going to say, I think Remake would probably be the nearest thing then in regards to, like, this would be... So, like, Remake is very close to the original in regards to the presentation of it and stuff like that, but this is totally rebuilt from the ground up to be more like a third-person shooter. Although yeah. it's not like Resident Evil 4, which is what I appreciate, because uh, RE4 is a very good game. It's a bit too... It's action-packed. Like, it's built more around crowd control and... Uh, you know, kicking people in the faces and stuff like that. Well, this is a bit more tense, which I quite like. Yeah, like they do. It's, it's it's good because like you don't actually kill many of the zombies. No, you're mostly trying to put them down because you haven't got a lot of bullets to use, which is quite cool. But yeah, I I've been playing on. I don't know why I did this because I was it was very frightening. But I did pick the hardest one, the difficulty, it's, and it's, it's been like. It's been tense. I've had to like knock out, knock down zombies, yep. take a lot of hits, not know when to save yep. because you only get limited saves. That's the one thing that I wish that they had done in regards to. I would have maybe liked it if I could play on a slightly easier difficulty, but also still have the ink ribbons because I quite like that mm. as a. I quite like um, having limited save slots. It feels a bit more tangible. I mean, that was the thing mm. that I quite liked about um, remake. The original remake was that they didn't really they didn't change the difficulty too much so like actual combat stuff isn't that bad but you still have like limited inventory and like limited supplies and stuff like that but mm. yeah no re2 is it is genuinely fantastic and just in regards to like like obviously it's built on the tech that they used for re7 which like that looked excellent when it came out and this just like this is feels like it's doing more because it's in third person it's trying to drive way more graphic stuff you see an entire human body while you're playing it and like way more detail stuff and it looks really good and like it's, I, it's incredibly detailed and i haven't got a particularly powerful pc but i would say that it looks like genuinely excellent so one one of the things i find really interesting about it and i know i should have expected this but like i love that you can you can tell it's an old game with like the the puzzles and yeah. You go on you go on to like a uh, like uh, a puzzle and it'll just it'll zoom in on the screen and then have like it'll highlight it and I don't know, it's hard to pinpoint but it feels retro. It feels like um why well, I, I can't imagine you've played a lot of like old fashioned games like Mist, but No, that, but yeah. It that has kind of, that feel. If, the, if there was no en- if there were no enemies in this game it would feel like, you know, a, almost like a almost like a trapped in a room kind of game like um, 999 where mm. you zoom in on certain panels and stuff like that and you're interacting with it and like back in the PlayStation they would do that as kind of like a high quality render but it would be a still image well this is all real time which is like kind of bonkers to think about you know how far tech has come but speaking of um graphics high quality graphics pushing performance everywhere uh, I've also been playing the Ace Attorney trilogy, which, uh, I mean, yes. RE2 looks good, but I don't know, that Ace Attorney trilogy, when they throw that uh, pot of coffee on uh, Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright's head, I-, I thought, well, that's like my head. I feel like that mm. coffee pot's coming from me. But uh, no, I hadn't played, uh, well, I played Apollo Justice uh, when it came out about a decade ago, but I can't remember much of then, but I have never played an Ace Attorney game before. So I decided that uh, with the Switch port, I would uh, finally get into it. And I'm glad I did, because they're all very good games. Like, I couldn't really 
say much ill towards them. Uh, they are very much what they are, which is half visual novel, half sort of kind of point-and-click investigation games, but not like not like a LucasArts one where you're kind of moving a character around the screen and stuff. It's all sort of presented from first person, but it's just they're just very good. Like, the writing in them is really solid, which, considering that they're translated from Japanese to English, like, it's kind of astonishing just how well everything has kind of come over and just works, like, in regards to that it's a game that's driven totally by you know, reading and, um, you know, characters and what they're saying and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but I was also playing that alongside a Danganronpa, uh, Trigger Happy Havoc, because I was told that if I was enjoying Ace Attorney, I would probably enjoy that as well. So I kind of played both of those back to back. And Do you have a preference? Which one you like more? I prefer the plot and characters of Ace Attorney, but I prefer the presentation and mechanics of Danganronpa. Really? So, like, you prefer the trial? Yeah, like, I prefer, I like the... how. Tri- yeah, I prefer how trials work hmm. in Danganronpa because it feels a little bit more gamey. Maybe isn't the right word, but I think the thing with Ace Attorney is that essentially you could you could spend as long as you want going through each case. Like you could press every single statement. You could look at every single thing in your inventory and then eventually like make your thing but i quite like the time aspects in danganronpa it makes yeah. you feel like you need to push to make the correct response as quickly as possible yeah the only the only thing i don't like about that is the fact that i think it suffers in terms of logic difficulty yeah there I... are i don't think i got stuck in danganronpa at all except for one moment in the second game which is genuinely fucking awful yeah and i'm looking forward to you getting to it so you mm. can moan about it at some point. Um, but it is it is a a leap in uh, logic. Yeah, th- but the thing about Danganronpa is it kind of carries you through it essentially. Yeah. I would say um, yeah, especially considering the timing aspect, they can't really make anything as cruel as some of Face Tony's like leaps of logic. Which, like on the one hand, I prefer because it means that it's easier on me. But on the other hand, it means that they can't really... That's what I mean in regards to I kind of prefer the plots and stories of Ace yeah. Attorney because of the twists in them and the... And I think as well, just kind of the aesthetic of I prefer playing as a, a defense attorney in what is essentially the real world versus uh, a teenage kid in a uh, Tim Burton uh, spooky school where all the kids mm. are dying, you know? But not enough that that put me off the game. Like, I thought that would be the thing that would trip me up but no i actually ended up quite liking the characters in yeah, number one yeah i'm surprised because it's like i know you tweet like at least once a week i hate anime <laughs> that, um, that is um if you follow me on twitter uh ben is absolutely right that is uh, some that i do every week like clockwork so i think he actually has it set up on like a, a timer i i do i um, have um my tweet deck is uh, set to tweet out i hate anime on the hour every hour midnight on sunday so okay yeah but, but yeah uh, no no i quite like i i think it's because it wasn't so much that i was thinking that oh this looks like an anime but more so like reminded me a lot of tim burton which i know burton isn't everybody's cup of tea it certainly isn't my cup of tea a lot of the time but i think considering the story that they were telling it was probably the best aesthetic they could have gone for a lot of waifus in it but yeah which i think is a bit weird considering that they're all teenagers personally but now, now james welcome Welcome to Japan. Okay. Uh, well, um, as the um, man in uh, Binary Domain famously says, uh, welcome to Japan, brother. 
And I, I'm surprised he wasn't there to say that to me when I was playing Danganronpa Trigger Happy Happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I love both these series. I yes, like yeah. Ace Attorney a lot more. Um, yeah. My favorite is uh, Spirit of Justice, which is actually the last one released. Yeah, uh, not I, the last one released. Uh, the last one released is uh, the Japanese exclusive. The last one released Grace in the 32. West, I guess. Yeah. The last one translated um, properly by Capcom for the West. And also the last one in chrono- chronologically. Uh, yeah. Because the but, Grace Ace Attorneys, they're all... Um, yeah, uh, they're, they're, back in, they're back in the past with Sherlock um, Holmes and all that lot. He's going to take you back to the past to solve those shitty cases that suck ass. Yeah. He's the angry video game attorney nerd. Hmm. Why anyway, you... any other games you want to quickly mention? Any other games I want to quickly mention? Uh, no, that's uh, been pretty much it. Uh, I can't. Uh, like I said, I've been playing uh, Batman: Arkham City recently, just because uh, you've been playing it, and I wanted to remind myself of what it was like. And yeah, ended up uh, liking it a lot more than. Uh, well, I think I really enjoyed it when it came out because uh, I played it when it came out, and I remember like taking to like the day off university to play it and it was very good and I liked it a lot then and then with Night I think I kind of just fell off the Batman series because I was like oh mm. they've, they've become a bit too big they've become a bit too open world but I don't know I'm debating whether to go back to Night just to kind of like well, I don't know, I try, yeah I tried replaying Night the other, uh, before I replayed City and that was a bit kind of like oh this is gigantically overwhelming I don't really <laughs> I, I need a I, I need to take a deep breath before doing this, but um uh but Do you I think you'll replay Origins? I might replay Origins, yeah. I kinda wanna replay Origins Black Gate after telling you how much I didn't uh. like it. Because that game should like I've said to you, that game should have been a slam dunk. It was made by Armature, who are all ex Metro <laughs> Prime devs. Like if anything, that shit like that's like that's a free free like that's a free kick essentially you should yeah. dunk that easy but no they bungled it and i'm really upset by that so. <laughs> but um no i think that's it for games for me uh e3's coming well so that'll be exciting but i'm sure yeah. we can talk about that uh maybe next episode yeah so. no predictions because it'll be gone by the time it comes yeah by, by but... the time the next episode <laughs> comes around and we'll be on e3 2020 so. I, I just want to say I f- this is i'm going to throw this out here uh and I, I thought about this prediction one time, and I was like, fuck it, I'm rolling with it. There's going to be a new Sin and Punishment game. There isn't, but, like, there's my there's my big prediction. That's your that's your Hail Mary pass. Is yeah. It's going to be a new... Okay. Okay, if I'm going to go yeah. for a Hail Mary pass, then. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch is going to have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the other player is going to be Toad. Okay. That's my Hail Mary pass. Or... Well, actually, I think that's we already kind of. You know what? That's not. That's not. Yeah. That's not mad enough, is it? I need mm. to. I need to go a bit wilder with my predictions. Okay. Uh, Retro Studios are going to come out, and they're going to say, okay. "Hey guys, I hope you liked our new Metro game that we're working on." Whatever, Donkey Kong Country. Um, I don't know. Fucking Lava Land. Check okay. this shit out. And they're going to show off a new Donkey Kong Country game. And, people Who, like, Wait, and who's the new playable character? Uh, Candy Kong. Okay, there we oh, go. There, sealed it. There we go. Sealed the deal, baby. Come back in uh, next episode and see how yeah. right we were with our predictions. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take my one further. The protagonist of the new Sin and Punishment game will be in Smash Brothers. Ooh. And is it going to be Candy Kong? 
Uh, possibly. Okay. Uh, I can never confirm nor deny yet. Anyway, Boys, those are our predictions. They're going to s- come true. Seal that in. Ben, play a sound effect of us uh, locking those in. Okay. There it is. There we go. Nice. And now Let's we get return. back to the episode. Now we return back to Game Overtime. I would also like to amend a little bit to the end of this podcast because we forgot to do it during our uh, accreditation stage. Uh, the theme tune to Game Overtime and the theme tune to Coffee Break were both uh, done by Maxo. Uh, if you would like to listen to extra music of his, uh, they are all in the description of this podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye. Ben. Yes. We've talked quite a bit about this idea for food. We talked mm-hmm. quite a bit of an idea about uh, squeezing your arms in the tuxedo. Mm. So let's move on to a different sense. Let's move on to a sense of smell. Oh. Now, the only game that I can think of off the top of my head that had anything to do with sm- scent and smells was uh, Earthbound on the uh, SNES. Because mm-hmm. they thought, we can't sell this game in the US, this is way too weird. I'll tell you what, let's put in a scratch and sniff panel in the game so when people get to certain bosses, they can give the boss a sniff. And essentially, like <laughs> all the smells were like garbage and farts and stuff like that oh it's, cool yeah because that's what i think of when i replay earthbound is oh boy i want to know what this pile of vomit and garbage smells like yeah oh it smells like farts and garbage that's great yeah this game is a classic 10 out of 10 <laughs> boys but i mean that that is why it's so highly regarded to this day that's uh, retronauts every year they yeah. always say about what their favorite thing about earthbound was which was the um the scratch and sniff cat that smells like farts and, and garbage so. the only thing i can think of uh, that also did that was spy kids 40 um <laughs> does spy kids 40 <laughs> have sense in it yeah you get this i think you get this little like but i remember them advertising on tv all the time back yeah. in the day they had like you you open up this little pamphlet and it has like all these smells in it for different okay. moments in the movie Man, I haven't. I've seen Spy Kids one. I've seen Spy Kids two. <laughs> They're both alright. Spy Kids three. Is it Spy Kids three D or is it just called Spy Kids three? I, I don't know. I haven't watched any of the Spy Kids movies. But Ben, have you seen Shout Boy and Lava Girl? Uh, yes. So, your... Someone brought that in as a DVD into class once, and we watched it. <laughs> what in, in biology class? In, uh, no, it's just class? like we we sometimes were allowed to bring in DVDs. That's <laughs> um, kids. Yeah. Boys, uh, we're not, it was we're in not primary gonna, school. So. Okay, we're not going to learn any English today. We're not going to teach you um, what a conjunctive sentence is. No, today we're going to watch uh, Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy. So uh, sit down and enjoy. Actually, I know, okay, I know it's unrelated, but I'm going to just read this press release about Spy Kids 4. Okay. Spy Kids 4 will feature 4D aromascope. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. That's uh oh, that's press release. The, techn- okay, te- that's, that's, that's <laughs> the technology good. just requires an easy swipe of a finger to emit a scent instead of the scratch and sniff version of smell vision okay. that John Waters used for the campy film Polyester in 1981. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. He did. That is John Waters did. So, yeah. <laughs> the okay. film stars Jessica Alba, Jeremy Piven, Antonio Banderas, and Ricky Gervais as the voice of the robot dog. Wow. Wow. Man, I tell you what. After the office, Hollywood just came calling <laughs> for Ricky Gervais, didn't it? Yeah. How would you um, like to be the voice oh, of Sophie Doug? 
Oh, this is oh, this is well implemented. Rodriguez admits there would be some surprise and jokes of the odors, but I'm not trying to make anyone sick. He's told the vulture, the vulture column. Well, maybe we are. Maybe we are. Uh, yeah, maybe we could make somebody because I feel like there's games that make people scared. Horror games, games that make people happy. Yeah, Mario games, games that make people sad. Um, sad games. Uh, but nobody's made a game that makes you want to vomit. Yeah. So how do we do that? Bad smells. Smells <laughs> of vomit. Smells of vomit. We could use the um, that technology that they got on the Switch cartridges that if you'd lick them, they taste really disgusting. Yeah. That oh. smell. I wonder. I worry hmm. that talking about bad smells, I, I can feel the listeners to this slowly disappearing one well, by okay. one. We'll have so, different warnings on the games for okay. like, I and now I want to I want to bring this to you. I don't I'm not sure this is legally something we're allowed to do. Okay. But we have a we have a feature. Okay. On maybe uh, the we'll, we'll call it the uh, the wobble tuxedo pain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it will okay. have like little pinpricks. Okay. That will. Like say you you take damage in the game, okay. You you take damage in real life too. Oh, Maybe wow. not a lot because I don't know if we'll be allowed to do that. But like just a little. Are you saying that if you die in the game, you die in real life? I I once again I'm not sure we're legally allowed to do that. Um, oh, I mean you get people to sign a uh, you know like an NDA or something. Yeah. To play it. Okay. If they wanna, if they wanna play a game where they're really gonna be on the edge of their seat, they gotta sign up for this. And if anything, mm. like. Like the old Sky One television program Fear Factor that used to star uh, Joe Rogan, where they mm. make people put their hands in like buckets full of scorpions and stuff like that. I can't remember. Did why. anyone die? No, I don't think. Well, anybody... that's a bit shit, then. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any real fear involved. I mean, if you don't like scorpions and you don't want, them yeah, to sting it's you, a bit then... bit spooky, but like. But I mean, there's like cartoon scorpions in like Mario games. So if anything, that's kind of like. I'll tell you what, like. What's the scary? What's the scary animal or insect that they haven't put in a Mario game yet? What hasn't been tarnished? Because there's spiders uh, in Mario games. Like, are there any like centipedes or millipedes? Oh, millipedes. Yeah, no, one, no one likes millipedes. Yeah, oh, but well, Wiggler's kind of like a millipede, isn't he? I, I guess. Well, no. Well, Wiggler, uh, I guess, is a caterpillar. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's he... a caterpillar. He's not a centipede. Do Wigglers ever turn in? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, in New Super Mario Brothers, you get flying Wigglers, don't you? They're gonna... called. They're called. Well, they're called. <laughs> they're, okay, there is a flying wiggler. His name is Flutter. That's good. Because uh, he doesn't wiggle, he flutters. That's what I mean. Yeah, because at that point they you have the wigglers, and then they go into a chrysalis period, and then mm. they become flutters. Exactly. And he's like, he's a talking character in some of the games. I think he's actually playable Mario Tennis Aces. What games has he been in? I've never heard of this character. He's he's before. in he's in okay, he's in Mario and Luigi. Paper Jam. I think he's in Sticker Star as well. Okay, so he's, he's in paper... like he's in one of the, the like he's a spin-off character, pretty much. He's a Paper Mario alum, is what you're saying. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the history of Flutter. I'm Please curious do. now. I'm gonna guess His... that. I'm okay. gonna guess that Miyamoto isn't a fan of him. He probably said to the Sticker mm. Star team, "You you better take him out, otherwise I'm gonna be mad he's, as hell." He's in he's in some Yoshi games. He's in the first Yoshi's Island. Oh, he's a baddie. Is... Oh. Wait, what? Ooh, he's a baddie in the first Yoshi's Island. I can't remember him from the first Yoshi's Island. Yeah, oh, no, I, actually, I, I'm I looking at him. 
He's he's a bit funny. Um, I don't know if that's the flutter we know today. Has he had a change of heart since? Did he, Possibly. Did he do? Did he do some time in prison and then realize that uh, he he saw the error of his ways? <laughs> he turned to Christ and then got to join Mario Tennis. Oh, actually, having said that, he's in all the Yoshi games and he's always a baddie. Damn, yeah, I guess I guess he just maybe doesn't like Yoshi. I mean, there's lots of people out there who don't like Yoshi. It's like um. Uh, now that you're a fan of the uh, Batman games, as we've mm. uh, talked about previously, it's like Bane. Yeah. Bane is a classic anti-hero. Although the fact that after breaking... Uh, uh, spoilers for uh, Batman uh, Nightfall from the 1980s here, folks. But uh, he did famously break Batman's back because his shtick was... He didn't re- he, he didn't like Batman so much that he thought, I'm going to break his back. Let's see how we mm. get on with that. And then after that, he was like, oh, what do I do? So he goes, all right, uh... Okay, I guess I'll take over Gotham then for a bit. <laughs> but he doesn't really like. He's kind of like half-hearted about it. <laughs> and then like after that, his he, essentially he just becomes an anti-hero, except he doesn't like Batman. That's his <laughs> shtick. So which I can kind of get. Like I yeah. don't like if I, if you had to ask me like if Batman was a real person, do I particularly like? I'd probably say no. I don't like. I, I you know he's a vigilante. He he's doesn't a bit of a bastard. He is a bit of a he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, what kind of controller could we make for Batman that he wouldn't have to use his night vision to play? Okay, well he he's, he uses echolocation because he's a bat. That's yeah, true. so we could just have a shape, <laughs> or like or like a cube or something. Or like okay, so you know, you know, in like media that you've got those the the metal that like uh, reshapes and reforms and stuff. Oh, like, and like um, blobs what? that just kind of reform into different shapes and shit. Wait, what's this? I don't know. I'm because I'm, I'm, I because I was with you for a bit because you can get <laughs> like that metal that if you put it in cold water it's um like memory metal like you put it it's, in cold water and it takes a particular shape yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I can't I'm talking, of... I'm talking more fiction. Okay, you, so you're talking you, like Terminator you play... <laughs> Two. Have you played Pikmin Three? Yes. Oh, have you're you, talking about the final be... boss. Yeah, I'm talking about the final boss of Pikmin Three. Who is like Terminator <laughs> 2, who can change into like a cube and a sphere and mm. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so and you're you saying have... that for this fictional uh, superhero character, we should invent him a fictional game that he can play with echolocation then. Yeah, and, okay. and it kind of reshapes itself as you play. And like you, you've got a uh, controller in your hand. Okay. And you're, you're just kind of, you, you can feel your character. Could the I controller guess. reshape? Uh. Yeah, depending on like the section, like you could be in a first-person shooter section, <laughs> and it's a gun, and then you're in a driving section, it's a steering. It's wheel. like the Wiimote, uh, but it does it itself. It's you have like, to buy all those silly accessories for it's it. It's like, did you ever see when they were showing off the Kinects and they were trying to explain like what you can all and they do like um, like hologram steering wheels and stuff in your hand mm. to show like oh look, you're <laughs> driving, but all it is literally doing is just a kid like moving his like fists up and down like mm. he's doing the monkeys. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I think Microsoft are onto something. Not that I'm you know trying to kiss up to Microsoft or anything, considering what's happened in our recent history, but. I think they might have been on to some of the Kinect because that's something that you use your body to control the game, and I think you, that you could have done so without needing a screen. Like you could have yeah. got some other form of feedback, almost like that's what the question was that we were asked all the way at the beginning of the episode. But like, I don't know. What can say? I'm playing Dance Central. Mm-hmm. What kind of feedback could I get for that to say that I'm doing well without seeing a on-screen readout? How about you just get like 
you hear in your ear just a faint, well done, or <laughs> excellent. That's really good. Keep like, going. maybe like a nice ASMR experience. What What about an ASMR experience where it's like Dan Central, but you're a... 10 year old girl doing a fashion pageant and the mm-hmm. ASMR is your mum like standing on the side of the stage shouting <laughs> well done more sweetie smi- more smiles more smiles straighten that back and like you if you do that you get like a well done Bling. Bling. or like a or you feel like a nice vibration for your body that's like ooh that's nice and that's the feeling of you being like uh, that. that's like a warm tingly feeling that oh yeah, yeah my mum really respects me now Hmm. And you know, like when you watch like a movie and it's a really cool yeah. moment, and yeah. you and everything comes together, and you kind of get tingles. You get like, oh, I'm getting chills. This is really good. What about that? But we actually do it, and your we suit actually, cools down. We, we create tingles and chills in the player. Yeah, your your suit cools down. Oh, you, yeah. There we go. You go there into like go. a lava area, and you feel the heat on your suit, and you actually start sweating. You're like, oh no. I know better, you said better get through this quick. I know you said warmer area, but mm. I heard it as llama area. Oh, that'd be good. Like if you go to like a llama <laughs> part of a of like a petting zoo or something, and, and like just... you feel you feel a bit wet on your arm because you've just <laughs> yes, been spat on by a llama. <laughs> there's there's so much we can do. Like so many different accessories that's what to I'm like really augment your experience. Because obviously you can just get the basic suit, but then you can add the uh, cold, hot and cold functionality, the wet and dry functionality. Absolutely. The the sounds the and and really we're looking to get a lot of profit from this oh yeah that's what we're, we're trying to cover every base not for you know not for totally capitalist reasons because you know at the end of the day game is an art form you know it's mm. not about it's a it's not a product it's a uh it's a piece of uh, art and media but but we are an indie it, studio and we do need the money we famously we are this is our first project and we do really want to keep a flow on this uh no i, I don't Ben, I mean, it's fine because we we say all this, and no one really needs to know that we're doing it, mostly for the money. Yes, that's very no, true. no one. Yeah, and it's not like we need the money, although we do need to cover some legal costs that are still. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few outstanding bills. Ben, we got some minutes left, so I'm going to ask. I mean, let's let's see a little bit of a rapid fire thing. So okay. let's genres. Let's genres, start talking yeah. about how we can turn genres into non-visual experiences. So, now let me let me let me Google some video game genres. I'm gonna throw a couple of us up my head as well. So, fighting game, fighting game, easy. That's, pre- that's pretty easy, yeah, because you just have like you just feel like you're getting punched over your body. Yeah, and yeah. um, when you punch, you can you know you can feel that. That's that's easy. Yeah, we could have it so like you have like little air canisters on your arms and stuff. So if you hit something really hard, then like a little blast of air comes up mm. your arm. And you go. Or like, and to to know where your opponent is, because I know that can be tricky. You could have like. Uh, you could uh, have like maybe... a, you could you could have like a rumba, like you know those robots that oh, hoover your floor. Yeah. You could have one of those with like a pole on it, so that's like that's the person that you're fighting. <laughs> yeah, Not that you can see him obviously. But... Mm. Oh, well, that's how we recreate. They, they could, they could be a. You could feel like blasts of air coming from where they are standing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like little yeah. air canisters just kind of blow you in the face. A little bit of water, like if you hit yeah. it so hard, the blood comes out. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. Easy fighting game done. Uh, right. First person shooter. Uh, how about like you got the gun controller in your hand and you're shooting, mm-hmm. and the feedback that you get and it's just people screaming, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Please don't do that. Please <laughs> stop shooting in here. This is really horrible. 
<laughs> like it's a war game. Yeah, like like maybe like a World War Two game, but like you can't see any of it. You're just like hearing like the screams. Trenching. Yeah, you are. You're just hearing sh- uh, shouts of like German soldiers or American soldiers, depending on what side you're playing on. We're not going to judge here. If it's whatever you want. I think I think in all of these games, you do play as a blind person you to like to- really, you know. I think it's to immerse you more. Or maybe if you not know that also person, your but, character can't see. But maybe it's at night, and like mm. you don't want to put your light on because then people will know where you are. So you got to play in the yeah. dark. Like, so, so like, to- yeah, basically we'll come up with a different excuse for every game why why your character can't see anything. And then you have a mini game where you're like you're trying to figure out what rations are still good. So you like you mm. sniff them and like oh some smell like. And then if you cold and cold then you beef. actually have you bite them. And it tastes like corned beef. Yeah. We're going to create tech. We're going to create corned beef tech. And one of them will give you illness. Ooh, yeah. But you won't know until after playing <laughs> it. And then and then you'll get a womp womp sound effect. <laughs> and then, like, and that won't hinder you in-game. It'll hinder you in real life. And that's what, we, that's what we're trying to do, because games are artificial constructs anyways. Mm-hmm. We're basically saying to, it's like, you know, tag, you're it. I mean, in any other situation, you're not it. But in the game of tag, you have agreed to the rule set of if I am tagged, then I am it. That's the magic circle that we're talking yeah. about. But we we keep we, we, yeah go on. We're breaking out of the magic circle. Here. Mm-hmm. We're actually making it so that if you are tagged, you are it. Like this is reality. If you are made mm-hmm. ill by the game, then you are ill in real life. If you have been made wet by the game, then you are wet in real life. We we keep pushing towards more immersive experiences, and I think this is the. The next step, obviously. I think people are trying to chase... I think this is what the question meant, because I think whoever this publisher is, they've seen the writing on the wall, which is graphics can only get so realistic, but... I think it's Bethesda. You reckon it's Bethesda, do you? I, I don't remember, but I feel like it's a Bethesda. Is it because that on the piece of paper it's got a picture of, um, uh, what's his face? What's John Skyrim called? Todd Howard. No, what... Is that uh, what the character's called in Skyrim? Is it called Todd Howard? <laughs> I think you can name them... Uh, oh, Dragonborn? Oh, the dra- Todd Howard the Dragonborn. Yeah, Todd Howard the Dragonborn. Okay. Oh, the Doverkin. Oh, that- yeah, Doverkin. There we go. Yeah. Todd Doverkin Howard. Yeah, that- there's a little picture of him in the corner. So, actually, yeah, you might be onto something. Yeah, I, I-, I also think it might be because they uh, they don't have any games to announce at E3 this year. And I also and- think it's because um, they want to port Skyrim to more technology. Yeah. And unfortunately... Like, there's no game console that doesn't run... I mean, they've even got a Game Boy Color version coming out this year, which, mm. you know... I mean, I've still got my Game Boy Color, and I'm looking forward to playing Skyrim on the Game Boy Color, but... So, yeah. I think this is, like, the next frontier for them. Like, VR, you can't get any more immersive with visual-wise, but your eyes are only one... They're only one sense when there's so many more that... Maybe like, imagine eating soup in Skyrim and then tasting the soup in real life. Oh, that'd be good. But ju- just just so you know, though, if you don't if you don't see uh, this this technology at uh, Bethesda's E three press conference, um, it's because you can't see it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that's the point, that would kind of go against what we're trying to develop. You might hear some faint whispers throughout the crowd about might, it. Like it, you'll, you'll get a yeah. feeling that it's there. You'll be watching it on YouTube, and it'll come up with a little prompt to say that unless you got the right um, out, unless you got the right uh, hardware, you're not going to be able to fully appreciate this. You won't be able to look at the Wolfenstein Youngblood demo and just feel a, a nice tickle on your neck every time somebody gets shot. You know, 
So, Ben, other genres. Uh, racing game. Oh, racing game. Uh, uh, you feel the rumble of a car on your yep. thumb to let you know that you're on the road. Um, you feel some wind in your face. And, and then you, you smell. And if you and if you burn the clutch, you smell that. Yeah, if you if you go off the road, um, you are like there's like a little pouch <laughs> underneath you that's like an explosive, and it will just explode. It won't it won't kill you. It'll be like it'll knock you over probably. Yeah, it'll really hurt. <laughs> you have a you have a sore bottom. I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of an RPG, but I'm thinking of like you know like old style uh, 2D RPGs yeah. where you have like an overworld map. But how yeah, can the we shit do- ones? Yeah. Yeah, um, like how would we do that is a question um, like maybe you feel like the little fella like walking over your body oh that'd be really good like so you have a control in your hand and you actually make him walk around your body Yeah, <gasps> you can be the world oh that'd be really good there'd be fun puzzles where you're like oh how do I get up to the head and you gotta like bring up your hand Ben uh, how pop would you him on your head if you could be the Metroidvania that'd be amazing you know what you know there, you- there we go Ben, I think you know that's how you're a, I think that's a launch about, title. Like, speed running and finding yeah. a new entrance. Oh, place. I am. What if you could put like your hand on your knee and that's a shortcut? Oh, that'd be great. But if like if you're not careful enough, you could splat yourself against the knee. <laughs> yeah, and die. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, this is this is excellent. I think what? this is a launch title right here. Okay, so we have a double um, jump power up. That makes sense for that. Uh, okay. Ice be- oh, ice beam would be good for a Metro game because when whenever it shoots, you feel cold in that part of your body. Yeah, and Plus, you you can feel like all the enemies walking around on you as well. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, mm, I like it. See, that'd be good for like a Space Invaders game as well because you right. just feel really itchy, so you have to go around <laughs> shooting all the itches. Or like you could like shake your arm, maybe knock a few enemies off. If you're not careful, you could fall off. Oh no. Like oh, this. this is very good. I like all these ideas. Yeah, uh, one of the um, bosses. One of the bosses could physically injure you, <laughs> <laughs> just over and over it until is, you beat him. Yeah, but you can't beat him yourself. You have to do it via yeah. the little game character because that's the magic. That's the magic circle. Those are the rules that you're agreeing to. <laughs> is that our game can beat you up unless you beat that <laughs> in game. Same with a character oh. action game. You play a uh, uh, bayonetta on your belly. That'd be nice. Do some mm-hmm. witch time and some um, kick flips and stuff. I don't know what does Bayonetta do. She doesn't do kick flips, does she? She does like boost kicks. Yeah, that's and what I'm shoot- thinking. And shoots people with a gun feet. I'm thinking like when she cartwheels and stuff with a gun. Feet. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be that. That would feel nice. Yeah, you'd belly. feel it. Yeah, I'd like that. And that, then maybe she, maybe she'd like be cheeky and touch your crotch a little. Oh no! Oh, oh. I know. But like, it's Bayonetta. You it's... know how many? You know how we only had like a few people listening left after <laughs> talking about all the smells. They're all mm-hmm. gone now. They're all, they're yeah, all, well, true. They're, they're all long gone. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> that that's Bayonetta though. Like it pushes boundaries. In fact, she she is a cheeky lady. She's if if you look up cheeky in the dictionary and there is that picture of Bayonetta two winking. Yeah, <laughs> the character Bayonetta two. Yeah, the character Bayonetta two. No relation to Bayonetta one. <laughs> So, okay, I think uh, yeah, I think we've got it. I think we have got it. I think we've, I think we've nailed it. Some like sports games, that's easy. You just make it feel like you're playing golf. Mm-hmm. Maybe add some people like whispering around you because you know you can't talk while you're playing golf because that'd be a bit rude. Yeah. Maybe oh, you got to shout four sometimes though. Oh yeah. Oh well, well. I mean, the ball doesn't move unless you do that, but that's like real life, mm. you know. The ball doesn't move unless you say four. 
<laughs> in the actual game. That's how you unlock it from the um, the T. So, and it's just a little bit of uh, golf knowledge for you there. Mm-hmm. Hope you like it. Yeah, I think we've nailed this one. I think we've um, I think we got a couple of we, good we, ideas. We've we've come back, and we've just we've demolished it. We have. We've we've. It's been a few. It's been a while, but we've smashed it. We've knocked it out of the park. I thought we'd be rusty, but no, we mm. we got this. So let's go over them. What were some of the ideas that we had? So we we're going to incorporate all of the senses: smell, touch. touch. So, we got the, so we got the touch cedo. Yeah, that's our that's our flagship platform for our oh, new games. Oh, our, our company. Well, uh, not our company, but like the brand name is Wobble, and Wibble, I think Wibble, I think that's Wibble quite Wibble good. Yeah, the the I think it's good because everyone's going to want to say it. I've, so I, they'll just walk around nice. the street saying wobble wobble wobble, and then I, like you'll okay. have bystanders coming by saying like, "Oh, what what are you talking about? Why, why are you saying wobble over and over?" Wobble. And they're like, "Oh, it's because there's new tech," and then they buy the wobble. What if uh, I, I'm going to throw one tiny idea? Okay. Out while we still got some time, but what if you're wearing like the full body suit and mm-hmm. like it can kind of like you know, and it can push against your body to make you do stuff. What if, like, you know how the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube had, like, start-up screams? Mm-hmm. What if our start-up screen was managing to make the person say wobble? Oh, that's good. Like, like Ratatouille. Their... Yeah, like, yeah, like, you're piloting them like Ratatouille. <laughs> and eventually, Ooh. I think... Okay, we, we, we've got to cut this part out, obviously, but like, eventually I think we could, like, introduce technology to, like, just control people in general. Make make them log into their bank account. Just send us some money. Maybe like you know, commit some crimes and stuff. I mean, oh, now yeah. ever since I've been in prison, I've got like a real taste for actually committing crimes. Yeah, no, Jake, Jake, uh, Jake in the prison kept telling me about all these cool ideas he had. Yeah, I know. I, I might, I might follow up on some of them. But mm. uh, either way, uh, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the touch cedar that was one. Mm-hmm. Um, chefs and game mortars that was another one. We're gonna we're gonna make a a, a meal Troidvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, see, I, I, I didn't even have that one in the back pocket. That just came right off the dome. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna have uh, different genres. They're gonna be covered in the games that we're playing. Of course, there's gonna be. Uh, uh, I think uh, we we talked about it briefly, but there's gonna be technology built that makes things reshape around you. Oh yeah, that that, that was that was kind of more fictional. Yeah, was, well, uh, was, I don't know. That, the science that, boys will figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah, that, that that's future thinking. That's for yeah. like. That's for the Tuxedo I. The, the twenty cameras. the twenty twenty two Tuxedo release will have that, I think. Just in time for the Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. remake. Oh, got that Ooh. joke in there right Ooh. in the last minute. Ooh. Oh. There we go. I hope I I hope we get another episode out before that releases. God, I really oh. hope they don't announce it's coming out this year. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. Uh I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. So uh I've been James, and that's been Ben, and mm-hmm. you usually say something at the end of every episode of Game Over Time. Yeah. Uh, James, for that, uh, I I think uh, I think there's a, a problem. I hear, I, I smell smoke. Oh no, was it? Did you, oh, I think, I think I left the, the kettle on. Oh my god! While we, while we had the fire alarm earlier, I know. I know. About I know. It. it wasn't even our kettle because we've been no. sitting in Costa Coffee since. Uh, no, since this yeah, <laughs> I I went in there. I I think I think there is a fire. Oh my god! Well, Ben, what are we doing? Um, why why are we, why are we even sitting in here while we're, while this well, table's been on fire? Oh, well, no. the, <laughs> the microphone we can't move it. Oh shit! Oh. Uh, uh, okay, we'll just I'll quickly uh 
uh, oh god, what is it? Omne, um, Omneo, Omne, uh-huh, uh, Omne, uh, Omne Opus Non Ludere. What 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 does it mean, James? What does it mean? Uh, James is dead at this point because he's been set on fire. Oh. I think if he was here, he'd probably say it was Latin for uh, "stay safe, fires cause forest." No, don't don't. Something about forest fires. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>